Blog Talk Radio. Kia ora and welcome to the Have to Cruise Show. I am your host Helen Brahms from Cruise Planners and it is an honor and a privilege to be here with you today and I am super duper excited because today we get to talk about my favorite destination, my favorite topic, New Zealand. And I have Casey Kiwi sitting here with me and we are going to be te- um, racing you through on a whirlwind tour of New Zealand for the next 30 minutes. Um, we have the chat window open, so um, if you're listening to the show online, please click on the chat button there, go in there, and you can ask us questions live on the air. We also have, um, on Facebook, we have the Cruise Planners Have to Cruise, so um, if you just go to facebook.com forward slash have, H-A-V-E, the number two, cruise, and look for the... Um, the posting there about today's show, and you can ask your questions there in the comments area, and we will be more than happy to answer them live for you on the air. So if there's anything you want to know about New Zealand, now is the time to get online, give us your questions, because we'll be more than happy to ask. And you're probably wondering why, you know, we replayed our New Zealand vacations um, last week when we had Matt Greenham um, on, we replayed that show last week. Why did we do that, and why are we talking about New Zealand this week? Well... A couple of reasons. Number one, on the 14th and 15th of February, so coming up in a couple of weeks, is going to be the second annual San Diego Travel and Adventure Show. And again, this year, Air New Zealand Vacations is going to be there representing New Zealand. They'll also be talking about Australia and South Pacific, but their main focus is going to be on New Zealand. And I will actually be there working the booth with them and helping people learn more about New Zealand along with some other travel agents as well. So that's going to be a great thing, and that's coming up on February the 14th and the 15th um, in San Diego at the San Diego Convention Center. And the other reason that we're going to be talking about New Zealand today is I got super-duper excited about New Zealand again. And I'm already excited enough about New Zealand anyway, but I have to do my recertification with with, um, Tourism New Zealand so I can maintain my Kiwi Specialist, my New Zealand Specialist Certification through them so that you know that you're talking to an expert about New Zealand. And you're probably saying, well, you're from New Zealand, you've travelled a lot around the country, so wouldn't that make you an expert? Yes, it does, but this is an official certification that I am doing through Tourism New Zealand so that people who don't know how much and how extensively I have travelled New Zealand are now um, can see that I actually have a certification from the New Zealand Tourism Board about New Zealand. So I'm busy going through a lot of online classes to recertify and everything, and it's getting me fired up about New Zealand because we've got our cruise coming up. Casey Kiwi is super excited because he's going to be taking people on a cruise to New Zealand. He can't wait on that. Not only that, we've got a four-day post-cruise option that you can take where we're actually going to go down to Queenstown and we'll talk about that later on. But if, So if you want to know more about New Zealand, go to connectwithhelen.com and right there you can set up a day and time that best works with you and your timetable for us to talk New Zealand or just to answer any questions that you have about New Zealand. Okay, so what sort of things have I been... Oh my gosh, I am huh, so excited I can have to take a breath. Um <laughs> Try not to get winded, and I need to remember to slow down a little bit. All right, so what sort of things? Okay, so New Zealand is opposite seasons to the U.S. 
So right now we're in the middle of winter, they're in the middle of summer, so the perfect time to be going to New Zealand. And in two weeks' time on the, let's see, it'll be the 13th over here, but the 14th in New Zealand, because New Zealand is 21 hours, hang on, yeah, 21 hours ahead of the west coast of the U.S. currently. Um, So they're already on tomorrow. But on what will be the 13th of February here in New Zealand and Australia will be the start of the International Cricket um, World Cup. And New Zealand and Australia are going to be hosting that. So that is super excited to have that down there. And I'm hoping that I get to see some games up here because I have not seen a good game of cricket in a long time. So I am really looking forward um, to seeing some cricket. But cricket is a national sport of New Zealand. Um, and it's really hard to explain unless you've got something in front of you where you can draw circles and things. But basically it's 11 players are out on the field. There's two batsmen from the other team in at one time. And the idea of the people who are out batting is to get those, uh, the people who are out fielding to get those that are out batting, then they switch places. But in the meantime, those that are in batting have to try and score as many runs as they can off the balls that are pitched to them. We call it bowling, but you better know it as pitching. Um, to score as many runs as they possibly can, then the other team comes in and tries to beat the other team. That's kind of it in a nutshell. All right, so um, so that's coming up. Um, so well, opposite season. So when you're here in the States and you're on that summer vacation and you're in your hot weather, and if, say, for example, you like to go skiing and you're in that hot weather and it's like, oh, man, I just wish I was on the slopes, Hop on a plane, go down to New Zealand. We have got some great ski resorts down there in New Zealand. I was learning um, all of, I mean, I knew we had some great ski stuff going on down there in New Zealand, and we have some great challenging courses down there that you can um, go on. But I was learning about magic carpets and terrain parks and free riding and, um, and that sort of stuff down there. And the magic carpets are actual convey about things that you can stand on that will go up on beginner slopes um, so they don't have to worry about trying to use the, the chair lifts or the T-bars, that sort of thing. Um, but not only when you're down there and you're on the mountains, you, I mean, New Zealand has amazing vistas. Wherever you go, there is breathtaking scenery. You could be looking at beautiful coastlines. You could be looking at majestic mountains. You could be looking at lush green forests and bushes and things. It, you know, um, beautiful rolling green hills of you know of the farmlands and things there's just such a wide variety of scenery to be seen in New Zealand so the best way we can describe New Zealand is this if you take all 50 states squish them into the state of Colorado surround that by water at about 4 million people and about 60 million sheep that's basically New Zealand we have all sorts. We've got everything from the tropics to the desert. It's not a big desert, but we have a little bit of a desert. So we've got tropics, we've got desert, we've got mountains, we've got flat lands, we've got um, amazing coastlines. It's just it's breathtaking scenery down there. And we and on the mountains we have um, oh, let's see, Mount Ruapehu, which is in the centre of the North Island. There we have Tongariro National Park, and in Tongariro National Park. We have, um, <coughs> excuse me, we have two ski fields. There is um, Turoa and Sokapapa, and both of them are um, on basins, which I understand is really good for skiing. I don't ski, so I don't know a lot about skiing except for what I learned, but it looked like fun. 
Um, I'm going to have to go try skiing one day. I'm going to have to add that to my list to go skiing. Um, so you have the different things there. Whakapapa is on the northern slopes of Mount Ruapehu. They've got a dedicated beginner's area called Happy Valley. Um, they have a, a skiable area with 65 runs over 1,050 hectares. Now, I am... I am used to inches and feet, but when it comes to converting hectares and acres and all of that stuff, I'm a little lost on that. So you'll have to find a thing and go work that one out. Um, Tūra is on the southwest slope of Mount Ruapehu, and it has um, 500 hectares of skiable area. So between um, Whakapapa and Tūra, there's 65 runs that you can do there. Now that's in the North Island. Um, down in the South Island, we have a lot more down there. There are the Remarkables. You can base yourself at Queenstown, and from Queenstown you can do the Remarkables, um, which is about a 45-minute drive out of Queenstown. Um, they have the chairlifts that go up there. They have the snow sports schools for those that want to learn skiing and snowboarding. So they do um, that both up there. Um, they have a 1.5-kilometer homeward-bound backcountry run, which is consider- considered the best inbounds runs in New Zealand. What that means for skiing, I really don't know, but the skiers will know that because it's some skiing terminology thing. But I'm going to have to learn some more about this because, I mean, some of this sounds really cool and really neat. But So you've got the Remarkables there. They have, um, they have um, sheltered ski areas up there as well. You've got the Cadrona, which is um, between Wanaka and Queenstown. Um, and that one there has... Um, and, and most of these ski fields too... One thing I noticed that most of them have childcare thing that will take from three months up to around four or five years that they'll do um, supervised childcare for you. So if you want to drop the kids off while you go skiing, you can. Some of them even have a kids program. And I think it was, um, which one was it? One of them had, maybe it was Coronet Peak. Might have been Coronet Peak. Which one was it? Um, one of them actually had um, like a kids club up there that you could do. Um, I'll have to try and remember which one that is and let you guys know. Um, but up there on the ski fields, you get amazing, incredible views. So you have the Remarkables. You've got Cadrona. There's um, Coronet Peak. Now, Coronet Peak has roller coasting terrain, so you get a lot of different variety there on the runs that are there. It is also um, the South Island's most popular resort. It's only 25 minutes out of Queenstown. And the cool part about this is that they love to host events up there. They have this huge area where they put on live music and all of that, and they're the only place in New Zealand that will do night skiing. Um, so and so for either, whether you ski or not, they have a lot of stuff up there for the non-skiers with the live entertainment and everything as well. So on Fridays and Saturday nights from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m., they do they do night skiing. They turn the lights on, and you can go skiing there on the slopes at night, which I thought that was a really that was really cool. Um, and they have this huge, like I said, this huge outdoor area there where they um, have live bands, live entertainment, so um, a lot of great things up there. Very much a party atmosphere, very popular for parties up there um, for those that are in Queenstown. Um, Okay, um, the Treble Cone, now this one here, Treble Cone, um, you can get to from um, Queenstown or Wanaka. And this one here, it has a lot more of the challenging courses on there. 
it is designed more for the intermediate and the advanced. They do have some beginner runs up there, but and they only have like 10% on the beginner runs, but they have about 45% for intermediate and 45% for advanced skiers on the runs up there. And um, they have fun gullies. They've got a lot of, um, they've got world-renowned, it's um, known for its dry powder and a lot of it. And because um, of where it's located, it's actually protected from the southerly winds. And for those that don't know, New Zealand is close to, to the Antarctic and we get a lot of, the southerly wind comes straight off the ice at Antarctica and there's no landmass between there and New Zealand to stop the cold winds. And if you're in the wrong place in New Zealand at the wrong time, you will feel those winds. Wellington City is known as a windy city for a reason. It get, and when it gets the, um, when the southerly comes in, we actually have wind chill factors. And I know there's places here in the States um, up by the Great Lakes and stuff, where you have the wind chill factors for the winds coming in off the off the off the lakes and things, where it actually drops the temperature down. Um, it was interesting living in Virginia, where they had the heat index. I'd never heard of a heat index before, but I soon figured out it's the opposite of the wind chill factor that we had in New Zealand when I was living in Wellington. Um, so yeah, so you are protected when you're at Treble Cone. You're actually protected from the cold southerly weathers, which um, makes it very nice skiing. Dry powder for those that like the dry powder. Um, you can actually do heli skiing down in New Zealand for those that are more adventurous. They take you up into the heli and the helicopters. They drop you up on the mountains, and you can actually free ski down. There's no set runs. Um, they have um, areas in New Zealand, like I said, they'll take you up in the helicopter, drop you out of the well, drop out. They'll set you down from the helicopter, and then you can ski down in the virgin powder snow, and there's no set tracks. So I think they call it free skiing. So that was um, just a quick word on the skiing, which is coming up very soon, because the ski season in New Zealand starts in June and goes through to October. So it's a great time that if you are one of those people, you're on summer vacation and you love to ski and you want to get away from the hot humidity, great place to go. And the airfares at that time of the year are really good because um, the cool part about the airfares that time of the year is they're a lot cheaper than they are during this time of the year, because this time of the year being peak tourist season, of course, the higher airfares. Plus, um, let's see, we're in January, so all the schools are out as well. The schools are out from about mid-December through the end of January, and they'll go back to school at the end of January. Um, you can also um, visit New Zealand by cruise ship. <coughs> you can either fly down there, do customised drives, um, you, where you, get a, you rent a car and you go driving around New Zealand. You can fly down there and pick up an escorted group tour, down there where you get on a bus with a whole bunch of people and you go off touring together with a guide or you can um, cruise New Zealand and cruise New Zealand's fun it gives you the highlights and because New Zealand's size you can actually get into a lot of the um, get to see a lot of places but again because New Zealand's size you'll also miss a lot of places and this is where a lot of pre and post cruise stuff comes in so some of the places that if you're cruising now if you're coming with us on the November 2nd cruise we're actually going to be leaving out of Sydney, Australia. We're going to go down to Hobart on, on Tasmania, which is part of Australia. Excuse me. Then we're going to cross the Tasman Sea. And your first view of New Zealand is going to be Milford Sound. And Milford Sound is just, it's a fjord. It's part of Fiordland. And it is just breathtaking scenery. They're actually going to sail the ship up Milford Sound. And you are going to see these big cliffs either side of the ship. And if it is, if they've had a lot of rain recently in that area, you will get what we call the rainfalls. And the rainfalls are the waterfalls that are created when there's been rain in the area. Um, now, Milford is one of those places, and I love Milford Sound. You can go there and it'll be crystal clear, blue skies and sunshine, and look phenomenal. 
You can go there on a day where there's low cloud, and they call it Misty Mysterious Milford, and it does have a feel of mystery about it on those days. Those days you get a lot of rainfalls in the area, um, along with the waterfalls that are already there, but it's just absolutely stunningly beautiful no matter whether it's a cloudy day or it's a beautiful, fine, sunny day or it's a day where there is low cloud and you don't actually get to see the tops of the cliffs. Um, I have yet to see, and the number of times I've been down to Milford Sound, I have yet to see the top of Mitre's Peak. I have seen lots of photographs of it. I have seen the base of it, but I have never seen the top of it. And Mitre's Peak is the well-known rock formation that you see in a lot of photographs about Milford Sound. Um, from Milford Sound, we're going to also go sailing up Doubtful Sound and Dusky Sound, which are two other fjords there. The only way you can get to up those fjords is by water or to be flowing in. Um, they're not road accessible, whereas Milford Sound is road accessible. Um, from there, we're then going to sail around the bottom end of the South Island, and we're going to sail into Dunedin. Now, I absolutely love Dunedin. It is a great town. It is a university town. We have the University of Otago there. Um, but it has a lot of great architecture there. And, it was actually, and when you're there, you will hear a lot of people speaking with a bit of a burr in their, in their sound. And if you listen to them, they from, let's see, from one end of the country to the other, there is actually an accent change in New Zealand. Believe it or not, there is. Um, and the, south, the further south you go, the more pronounced the speech gets, and you'll find people roll their R's. The letter R gets rolled a lot. And that is to do with the Scottish influence from Dunedin. And Dunedin was actually settled by the, founded by the Scottish settlers in 1848. Um, now, you probably think, well, that wasn't that long ago. No, New Zealand's only a very young country. The Treaty of Waitangi, which is the agreement between the Māori and the European settlers, was signed on the February the 6th, 1840. So by that stage, New Zealand was basically eight years old when the Scottish settled in Dunedin and founded, New Zealand, um, founded Dunedin down there. Um, you've got some great... Um, historic architecture down there. There's Larnock Castle, which was built by um, a merchant baron in 1871. There's Olverston House, which I absolutely love and adore that place. And that was built as a 25th wedding anniversary present between 1904 and 1908. And was um, the daughter who'd passed in 1966, she actually gifted it to the city so that people could learn about how life was for them, for this family and learn more about the house as well as part of the history of Dunedin. Um, we have Spates Brewery down there and Cadbury, World, um, the Cadbury Chocolate Factories there as well, and you can actually go for tours through both of those. And yes, there is samples available. Um, there's the Tyree Gorge that you can go through, which is a historic um, railway with there's viaducts and there's um, hand-carved tunnels. There's gorgeous scenery that you go through on there. Um, off on the peninsula there, you have the um, Royal Albatross Colony, which is the only, the world's only mainland breeding colony. Yes, the Royal Albatrosses will breed on different islands and stuff, but it's actually the only one that's mainland where there's people around, and it's not a, um, not like some of the other ones where it's an island and there's nobody living on the island. This is one where people are actually living on the island. Um, so this is the only mainland colony for that. So you can get up close and see the Royal Albatrosses there and the yellow-eyed penguins is the other one that you can see there as well. You get to see them. Um, you'll also get to see the, um, the rare hooker sea lions as well as New Zealand seal, uh, fur seals um, if you're lucky. 
when you're sailing between Dunedin and Christchurch, you may even get to see the Hector dolphin, which is the smallest dolphin in the world, and also a very rare dolphin as well. Um, there's a lot of museums and stuff down there. Um, from Dunedin, we go up to um, Akaroa, and we dock in Akaroa. And Akaroa is a little French settlement that's out of Christchurch, and it is the port that we use to get um, access to Christchurch. And even though Christchurch was hit by an earthquake back in 2011, they have done a lot of recovery. They're still doing a lot of recovery, but there's still some great things to see. Christchurch is known as the Garden City of New Zealand, and they're absolutely beautiful, beautiful gardens. Um, when they had an Air Force base there, our NZF base, Wigram, I was actually based there for two and a half years when I was in the Royal New Zealand Air Force. And I would spend many, many weekends cycling around in, um, around Christchurch. It was just a gorgeous city to go cycling around. Um, a 30-minute bike ride would get me from the base to Hagley Park. And I just loved going around that. And in Hagley Park, we've got the botanical gardens. And it's just um, lots of trees everywhere in Christchurch. Um, it really is a pretty city. And, a, and um, for those that like to, um, to get on their bicycle and go for a ride, it's a great place to cycle around too simply because it's very flat, very um, bike, uh, cyclist-friendly, and um, lots of great things that you can see and do. Also in Christchurch too, you can go punting on the Avon, and this is where they do like gondola rides, but they're not the big um, gondolas like you see in Italy on the canals there. These are what they call punts, which are a smaller version of the gondola, and you get a punter who will actually take you down the Avon River. Um, and you get some beautiful, you've got the weeping willows going over into the Avon River, just Absolutely stunning. Um, you can go to the Antarctic Centre there, which is a great place to go and visit to find out what life is like um, in Antarctica. This one here, you can see penguins. They have a 4D theatre. They have um, one of the vehicles that they use down there in Antarctica that you can actually go for a ride around a course and to see what it's like. Um, they have a room that you can go into, a place that you can go into, and they give you coats to put on. And there's a button that you can press in there, and it will suddenly drop the temperature in the room to be more of what the temperature is like in Antarctica. So, and you get to see um, setups of some of the um, different things that they're doing, what they're doing down, what the Americans are doing down there in Antarctica with their research and stuff. So you get to learn a bit about the life down there and some of the research they're doing down there. From Christchurch, we then sail up to um, Wellington. Wellington is the capital of New Zealand and one of my favorite cities. It is a very pretty city. It is a harbour city. The um, harbour was actually formed by a volcano that erupted many thousands of years ago and blew a couple of chunks out and the sea rolled in and filled up the volcano and now you have the entrance to Wellington Harbour. Um, it's a beautiful harbour city. Um, in fact, being here in San Diego, we are out on a harbour cruise and looking back at it, a lot of what we saw reminded me of being in Wellington where you have the central business district with the residential on the hills behind. Um, it was just absolutely stunning doing that. Wellington is the capital. You've got the Parliament buildings there. You have the Beehive. And if you're not what the Beehive is, you'll have to come with us and find out because it's a really cool... Um, it is actually one of the Parliament buildings. Um, I will tell you that. And it does look like a Beehive. Um, you've got Te Papa there, which is the National, Museum of, of New, the National Museum of New Zealand. Very interactive place. Great place to go. Um, and learn a little bit about the history of New Zealand as far as the Māoris go, as far as the Europeans coming in go. You get to see some Kiwiana, and Kiwiana is where we've taken stuff. It could be we've taken stuff from overseas that we've brought into a job. It didn't do what we, exactly what we wanted to do, so we 
made a few changes to it and made it do what we wanted it to do. Or it could be um, that um, the Kiwiana could also be stuff that we wanted something to do a job, we couldn't find anything to do it, so we made it. Something as simple as that. Um, it's also known as the cuisine and cafe culture of New Zealand. There's lots of cafes, and this was one interesting fact that I found out about um, Wellington was that there is more cafes and coffee shops in Wellington per capita than there is in New York City. And I was like, that's a lot of coffee and a lot of cafes. So um, just think about that one. From Wellington, we're going to go up to Tauranga, and Tauranga is the gateway to the geothermal area, to Rotorua. Um, in Tauranga, you're going to get to see, um, you're going to dock in Mount Monganui there. There's a beautiful mount there that you can climb. It takes about 30 minutes to get to the top, um, and you get gorgeous view over the Bay of Plenty. Um, there's a lot of great beaches right there. Or you can do bus tours that will go from there into Rotorua, which is the geothermal area. You'll get to experience the Māori culture, maybe even get to have a hangi, which is a, an amazing Māori feast. Um, you can also do surfing here. You can go deep sea fishing from here. Um, Hobbiton is like 40 minutes down the road from here. So if you're into the Lord of the Rings, you can go see that. You can also go see Weta Caves when you're in Wellington as well. I totally forgot about that one. From Tauranga, you got, um, the ship is then going to take us up to the Bay of Islands, which is up the top of the North Island. And again, you've got, um, you've got Waitangi there, which is where the treaty was signed in 1840. You've got Russell, which is the first, um, it was the first capital of New Zealand. You can go fishing up there. You can go to the native forests and see the kauri trees. And one of the trees there is estimated to be over 2,000 years old. There's lots of water activities, a great place to go swimming with the dolphins. You go out there in the bay, you're swimming with the dolphins in their natural habitat, nothing better. Best place to go to, um, to um, swim with the dolphins because you're there in their natural habitat and the boats will take you out there. You get off the boats and you can go swimming in the water with the dolphins. You can go sea kayaking, you can do the hole in the rock and that's where they'll take you out to Cape Brett where there is an island there that has a hole in it and if the conditions are right, they'll actually take the boat through the hole. Um, it is a tight squeeze to get through, so the conditions have to be perfect for them to take the boat through, but they're usually pretty good about getting you through that. Um, and then from Bay of Islands, we're going to head back to Auckland, um, which has the most popular. Auckland has about half the population in New Zealand there. Um, there's lots of things to see and do. The, my favourite place in Auckland is down at Viaduct Harbour, which is, um, was the base for the, um, for the America's Cup when they hosted it in New Zealand. From there, you can catch one of the America Cup yachts and take it out on the harbour and race it. Um, you can go climbing the Harbour Bridge. Um, you can go to Kelly Tarleton's um, Antarctic Counter and Underwater World where you will get to see the penguins. You'll get to see... Um, if you've ever been into an aquarium where you go along the conveyor belt and you've got the fish over your head and down the sides, you'll be able to go through the very first one at Kelly Tarleton. Kelly Tarleton is the guy that invented that whole going under the water thing along the conveyor belt and seeing all the fish swimming around you. So that's where it first started. That's where it came from, so you can go see that. You can go up to the Sky Tower, and you can actually, if you're adventurous enough, they actually have the Skywalk, which is where you go for a walk around the top of the tower on the um, pergola at the top there, or you can do the Sky Jump, which is a controlled jump. You're hooked up into a harness with a wire on you, and you go from the top of the tower to the bottom of the tower or on a controlled wiry thing. Um, there's great food to be had in Auckland. I see the viaduct's my favourite area. Lots of great boutiques, stylists, um, fashion, all of that sort of thing. 
Um, so that's going to be our cruise, and that's just some of the parts of New Zealand that you're going to get to see. And Oh, my gosh, I have so much more that I want to share with you, but I'm almost out of time. Um, one of the things we're going to be doing on the cruise in November, and you can go to um, CaseyKiwisCruise.com to find out more information about the cruise, and that's K-A-S-E-Y-K-I-W-I. Oh, hang on, K-A-S-E-Y-S-K-I-W-I.com and find out more information about the cruise or just go to connectwithhelen.com and give us a call and we can tell you, tell you more information there. Um, but one of the things that we're going to do at the end of the cruise is we, you can do a pre-cruise thing in Australia if you want to. We can organise a post-cruise thing so you get to see more of New Zealand than just what you saw at the ports. Um, but one of the things we're going to do is we're doing a four-day extension. Where we'll have one night we're going to do a tour of Auckland we're going to spend the night in Auckland. The next day we're going to fly down to Queenstown. And we're going to spend the next three nights in Queenstown before flying home. And on our first full day in Queenstown, we're going to go bungee jumping. So the 16th of November, I am actually going to go and bungee jump. It's taken me a lot of years to get up the nerve to do it, but I finally decided I'm going to go bungee jumping. So if you're coming on the cruise with us, you are more than welcome to put the four-day extension on the end there. And you can either participate and come bungee jumping too, or you can come out and watch us bungee jump. So the choice is yours. There was a quick tour of New Zealand. My apologies for it being so fast, but there's so much to see and do in New Zealand. It's a great place to go, whether you're skiing, you're kayaking, you're hiking. Oh my gosh, I didn't even talk about the hiking trails. We'll have to say that for another, for another day. But go to connectwithhelen.com to find out more about New Zealand, and we'll be more than happy to talk to you about it. Have a great week. Hey, Konara.